What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome back to the X's and O's podcast. I am your host, Brady Wilson. And today, finally, I am getting around to my draft grades. I know the draft was a few weeks ago. <laughs> school just got out. I finally have... I mean, not that I didn't have time. What would happen is I would come home from school tired, and I would forget to record one. I w- or I'd fall asleep. So I'm very, very sorry. But I'm getting around to it now, so... For those of my loyal fans that have been waiting, here you go. I'll also be discussing the um, schedule and how I feel about 18 games and some quick thoughts about that. Also, I'll be do- I have three games a week that I'm picking that I believe are the best games, and there are some weeks where I only have one, and there are some weeks where I have three. So it's all a matter of what it's my opinion it's storyline things like that all right so <clears throat> excuse me but first i'll be doing my draft grade so i have a piece of paper here so if you have some paper it's just my professional piece of paper starting off with the cardinals cardinals had in my opinion a b plus draft first round they nabbed tulsa's linebacker zaven collins collins is a big guy i think he's like six foot five projects as a big middle linebacker in the nfl they got Rondell Moore, the gadget guy from Purdue, the guy that everyone says is the next Steve Smith. Marco Wilson, I thought round four was a little bit high for him, but so there, there's a few of their top, their top picks this year. But but that was not my favorite pick. My favorite pick came around six. That was Tay Gowan, a corner at a UCF. This was a guy that I had no idea about until I read some stuff on Pro Football Focus about him and kind of didn't fall in love with the guy, but thought that he should go early round four. Or early day three. Guy went 223 overall. So, steal for the Cardinals, in my opinion. I, again, I gave him a B plus. It wasn't, it was a really good, it was a pretty good draft. Um, an A is an elite draft. Any, anything in A. Anything in the Bs is a pretty good draft. Anything in the Cs is an average. C plus maybe a slightly above average. Anything below that is bad. Next we have the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Falcons nabbed Kyle Pitts, who was a guy rumored, do they want to make um, their offense more potent, or do you go for defense, do you draft a quarterback, what are the Falcons going to do? Well, it turns out they like tight end from Florida, and they went with him for overall, I don't blame them, Pitts is a game changer, he's the ultimate mismatch, he's a receiver that uh, plays tight end, he was built like one, and that's just not fair. Um, Richie Grant was a nice pick in round two, so was Jalen Mayfield in round three. But after that, I there wasn't too much that I liked about the draft. I mean, uh, Avery Williams is a nice pickup in round five, so is Frank Darby in round six. But really, um, not big fans of their two round four picks, Darren Hall and Drew Dahlman. Taquan Graham from Texas, whatever. Dude from Notre Dame, I'm not going to even, okay, it's a dead Added Tokumbo Ogundeji. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Okay, round five. Again, and, and, and there's a there's a saying that I, I heard from uh, Tom Downey of Chat Sports, the, of the Cowboys Report. And it's there's no such thing as a bad seventh round pick. And I believe that there's no such thing as a bad sixth or seventh round pick. Rounds one, you're looking for your big time starters. Rounds two and three, you're looking for starters. Round four, you're looking for starting hopefuls, but if you find a good role player, good backups. Round five is if you find a starter, you did really, really well. 
but you're hoping for your backups, your role players. Round six and seven is just picking guys that you like. If I'm a GM, here's how I pick. First six rounds, I picked guys that I like. That In that seventh round, you go after a guy has an injury history that has question marks off the field and slid. That's because there's, I mean, if, you know, if you take, I'll, I'll give an example. When we come to the Chiefs, because they have a guy that I, I was very surprised he fell. So, I give the Falcons a B. It, it, the first three picks are very good, and then after that, uh, Rich, Richie Grant was my favorite pick from the Falcons. He's a big time, he's kind of like a center fielder out there. He's a free safety. I love Richie Grant. Anyway, moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, which is a draft I really like. Um, I'm going to have to remember to say his name is Odafe. I believe this is how you say his name. Odafe Owe. He was previously known as Jason Owe. But they picked up a guy that I kind of fell in love with in the draft process, and that was Rashad Bateman. Bateman was a guy that I really, really enjoyed watching film on. And it when you when you heard people say, okay, what do you see when you hear, when, when you see Rashad Bateman? And everyone said Keenan Allen. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for all the... Hold on. You, you, I see Amari Cooper. He's an excellent route runner that's got good speed. I, Bateman's a very excellent receiver. And he's going to give Lamar Jackson a true number one weapon. Not Sammy Watkins or Marquise Brown. And Owe was... He was not unexpected. I thought they would go tackle. To you know, just, you know, you, you, the pick you trade, you get back in return for... Um, Baby Zeus, Orlando Brown Jr. Sorry, I was blanking on the name for a second. For a second, you go with the tackle, and but Oway is a different. He the dude ran like a four three nine. I mean, I believe his is forty. He is an unbelievably athletic freak. That is more a lot. It reminds me a lot of uh, Alden Smith, smaller and faster. <laughs> I mean, just I think it's a little, maybe needs to, maybe he needs to get a little bit stronger. Other than that, I like him. Uh, ben Cleveland was their next pick. Brandon Stevens, Helen Wallace, Sean Way. Sean Way was an excellent pick. I'm sorry. Because you get him in the, in the fifth round where there's no risk. Who cares? Bateman was my favorite pick. But if I had to go someone other than a first-rounder, I would go Talon Wallace, the receiver from Oklahoma State. He projects well in the NFL. Good size, good hands. I think needs a little bit uh, more polishing in the route-running game. But the guy, the guy could be pretty good. And I give their draft a B+. It was a good draft. Their first, especially their first three picks, Bateman, Oway, Cleveland, excellent, superb. Next, we have the Bills. B minus. I just hit my mic. <laughs> and if I'm breathing heavy, I I don't think I am. But if it's noticeable, this mic you know picks up everything. I'm sorry. It's just the mic's like right here, so it's, it picks up everything that I do. I'm sorry. Uh, Bills B minus. Boogie Basham, Basham for this their second round pick was my favorite pick that they had. It what Russo is an excellent pick. I'm sorry, I know a lot of people were poo-pooing the Russo pick. What's not to like? The dude is an athletic freak. A lot of the edge rushers this year were not the ath- athletic and production. You either had production, but not you know there's question marks about his athleticism, but most of them were their athletic freaks. There's questions about how productive they're going to be. That was Rousseau. That was Pei. That is Owe. That was uh, Phillips. That was Aziz Ojolari. That was all the top edge rushers uh, were a lot like that. So, so you're not getting two edge rushers to start your draft. I mean, I don't exactly agree with it, 
but they also then did their next two picks for offensive tackles, Brown and Doyle, who I I both I love both those guys. Um, honestly, looking back at it and kind of getting a second fresh, I'm gonna actually have to change mine to Spencer Brown's my favorite pick for Northern Iowa round three, then 93 overall. That's an excellent value for a guy that I believe I had in like the 60s or 70 range. Um, when we look at Carolina, a, and most people were not giving Carolina due. They got a B minus by a lot of a lot of people giving them a B B minus. I give them an A. I love Carolina's draft. J C Horn, Terrence Marshall, two first round guys in my opinion. Tommy Trimble, Brady sorry, Brady Christensen, Tommy Trimble, Chuba Hubbard. Who I'm sorry, round four is two. No, round four is excellent. The guy's a game changer running back. I'm sorry, he's gonna be good. Davion Nixon, Keith Taylor, Deontay Brown. Their first like seven picks here. Oh, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There was eight picks I love. Their last three are two sixes and a seven, so who cares? Oh, a long snapper, but bro, do you see? Like, do you, do you, uh, we're not letting this thing draft. Then again, I was very high on Davion Nixon. I had him as like a second round player. I love Davion Nixon. Guy is going to be an excellent interior defensive lineman. When you watch him, you in in my book, I see in Dominic and Sue. And that's high praise, I know, but that is what I personally see from him. Um, Deontay Brown is a great pickup in round six. He's absolutely massive as a human being. Um, Keith Taylor from Washington, I had as like, I believe, like in the fourth round. Tommy Tremble, Brady I mean, it was just a good draft. I mean, there was really there were in my opinion, there were no bad picks. None of their picks were bad. J.C. Horn is a great corner. I wish we could beat the Cowboys could have got him, but I'm totally not bitter about that. Um, and that's just, you know, hmm. Terrence um, Marshall is big receiver, can go up and get the football, very much like Des Bryant. Carolina, great draft. Hey, this is the, it's, this is my opinion. I, you know, I grade from from my personal my brain. I don't look at anyone else's grades until I give give mine. Um, next, you have the Bears. And the Bears traded up to number 11 with the Giants to get Justin Fields. And while I was not the highest on Fields, but I didn't understand the hate he was getting to trade up to 11 to get him for a guy that should have been the top 10. Yeah, that that's excellent value. They didn't give up. They gave up a good amount to the Giants, but they didn't give up enough. I think too much where you're going to be going, ooh. Unless Fields sucks, then you're going to be going, ooh. We all remember. I'm having trouble remembering. Who was the last first-round quarterback the Bears had? Oh, that's right. It's Mitch Trubisky. Let that sink in. It was, you know. Oh, and I want to point out that they took uh, Fields over Mac Jones, who uh, just went to the New England Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick. So I, I have this, like, very sinking feeling. That they're gonna wish that they had taken Mac. Just that's. I'm sorry, you can't help but think the fact that it's passing to Sean Watson, and Patrick Mahomes, and then you pass on the guy that Bill Belichick takes. There's right to go. Hmm, there's right to be some concern. They took Tevin Jenkins, who was my favorite pick. Oh yeah, Nixon was my favorite pick from Carolina, by the way. That wasn't already obvious. Jenkins was a guy I had in the first round. He slipped to 39. And I was very surprised about that. L- L- Larry Barome from Missouri was their next pick. 
they didn't have a pick between in rounds three or four. And to me, they still had a B-plus draft. Kyrus Tonga, I, seventh round, you kidding? I had the guy in the fifth. Thomas Graham, excellent value for you. Get him in the round six. Khalil Herbert and Daz Newsom are two guys that are going to be pretty good players in your offense. I think you can plug them in right now, and they could not maybe start, but plug them into a role play and to a role and play them, and they're, they're going to do good. That's why I like the Bears, the draft, and and of course it's the Bears, and they're they're in a very probably the weirdest position in the NFL right now. Because you have a coach who's probably on the hot seat. I don't know how he couldn't be. You still have one of the best edge rushers in football. You have a young rookie quarterback who could be really good. You have a guy who has been in the playoffs a couple times, didn't look horrible with the Cowboys. I mean, Dalton, he you know made some miss. I mean, his last throw in Dallas was absolutely atrocious. There's no business for him even throwing that football there. So... It was intercepted by a guy who wanted to come with draft, Xavier McKinney. I'll never forget that. Dalton didn't look horrible. He looked average. He looked maybe maybe slightly he looked like a slightly above average quarterback, which is what he's always been. He's been a, a he's been a above he's been an above average quarterback. He's never been an elite. He's never been a great one. He's never even really been a good one. He's just been an above average, and that he looked a lot like that last year. It was going to be a guy that can throw the football pretty far, throw it with some velocity, but gets intercepted too much, and we saw that with the Cowboys. So, I mean, so you kind of, Dalton is one of those, you see, what you see is kind of what you get, you know what you're getting with this guy. I don't know, I, I hate the new direction of, you know, you, I don't hate it, but I I think it's different for every quarterback. I think everyone, with what they did with Mahomes, the Chiefs, they've pretty much, they did. They had such an impact. I don't think people are really understanding until like now that you're seeing these quarterbacks. They're, they're, the teams are having these quarterbacks sit behind a veteran for a year or two, and then playing them. Because the Chiefs, what the Chiefs did, right? I mean, there, there's been two very notable quarterbacks that have done this: Aaron Rodgers, who sat behind Favre for a year, and Patrick Mahomes, who sat behind Alex Smith. So what teams are thinking now is, hey, let's, you know, unless you're like the Jets or the Jaguars, you know, who don't have a quarterback besides those guys who are, you know, drafting them to be the starter. It's not that I hate the direction of it, because I don't. I just think that it... You're... The Chiefs, the, the impact they're having is, I think you're seeing it as, what if the Bears have a losing season? They plug in Fields mid-year, and he kills it, wins every game, and they miss the playoffs because they didn't play him. You're going to think, well, because they thought, well, we're going to do what they did with Mahomes. We're not going to let that happen again. You know, it's just you're kind of wrecking teams, and it, it, it's smart. You know, good job by the Chiefs to pretty much, I mean, Everyone's like, okay, well, now that's the new quarterback blueprint. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be. The quarterback blueprint can be whatever the team thinks it should be. Mahomes needed more polishing, right? I, I think he did. He needed some more polishing. He needed to sit behind a veteran, and he did that. And he's Super Bowl champion. is probably going to be another Super He's probably going to be a multi-time Super Bowl champion by the time his career is over. He's probably going to become the most I, – I believe he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. And I think he'll go down as the greatest all-around quarterback ever. Brady is the GOAT, but there's a difference between – 
you can be the GOAT, but you don't have to be the greatest. Like, Michael Jordan is the GOAT and the greatest. Babe Ruth is the GOAT, and in my book is the greatest, but arguably, you could say arguably. But when it comes to football, Brady is the GOAT, but he's not the most talented. He's the GOAT. But in my opinion, Rodgers is the most talented to ever play the game of football. And that, that is my opinion. I think Mahomes, by the, his career end, barring injuries, you will, you will, we will say that about him. We will say Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever live, talent-wise. And that's the truth. That's, you know, I mean, there's kind of a, not an old saying, there's a, you know, a thing is, if you want arm strength, look at Elway or Marino. If you want pinpoint, you know, accuracy, I believe they said, look at Manning. If you want running ability, look at Michael Vick. You know, if you want, or you could look at Frank Tarkenton, because I'm going old school here. If you want pure leadership, I mean, there's a couple guys you could look at. You could probably look at Manning again. But if you want, if, if, if you want rings, you have Tom Brady. And I think by end, you will be able to say, and then combine all of that, and there's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's not as fast as Vick, but he can run. Fairly well. He can run at a very above average rate. Anyway, I strayed away from the Bears. Bears had a B-plus draft, if I didn't say that already. The Bengals. The PFF said A-plus. I don't see A-plus. I see B-plus. Bengals. A-minus. Jamar Chase, well, I don't agree with it. Put, you know, Sewell's on the board. Okay. But then they addressed... But it's okay. People, you know, well, they didn't address the uh, need on the offensive line... Even though they got Jamar Chase. What do you mean they didn't address the need? Their next pick was Jackson Carmen, the tackle from Clemson. They then went back-to-back edge with Osai and Sample. Then defensive line. I went three back-to-back-to-back defensive line with Osai, Sample, Shelvin. Then they went tackle. Deontay Smith, who was a lot of, guys, a lot of people have in the third round. I, I think he's properly evaluated in the fourth. And Trey Hill, the center from Georgia. And I'm big about program guys. When you see a guy in the sixth round... Oh, he's probably not that good. Oh, he's from Georgia. Well, clearly he came from a big-time program, so he has to have some level of talent, maybe over a guy that, like, went to, I don't know, you know, went to Kansas. Not a big football school. But he went to Georgia. It's a high-profile high program for football. And that, that has weight with me, programs. Um, Bengals, I think it's A-. minus. My favorite pick was Tyler Shelvin. I think he's an impact defensive lineman. They get him in the fourth round. When it comes to favorite pick, I want to say this. I took how much I like the player, how I project him to the NFL, but most importantly, how I project him to the NFL and where they got him the value. Did they get value? I don't care if you got, you know, Jamar Chase, who's the best player in their draft in the first well, obviously. I'm looking at the best player they got at the at the lowest pick. And Shelvin is that for me. That or Deontay Smith, you make case for either guy. Um, moving on to the Browns, who had the best draft. They had the best draft. You get three guys, four guys. I love. I I think it's Lecounte. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lecounte, the safety from Georgia. Or it could be Lecounte. I'm gonna say Lecounte. Lecounte is fifth round. Not not bad. But Tommy Togiai, Jeremiah Kormoa, and Greg Newsom, three guys. I did backward order, by the way. Yeah, that, that those are three guys that are going to start for you. Um, Newsom is a guy I wasn't the highest on. 
still first round talent, but I wasn't like as high as some other people. Jemo Sukuromoa, the fact, the fact that he slipped to 52, every team, including mine, that passed on him is going to regret that. I don't care if he's a linebacker. He ain't a linebacker. He's a chess piece. He's Isaiah Simmons. It's kind of becoming a thing now where every year there's now a, kind of a guy that is, I think I think you're going to see this in more drafts, you're going to have the chess piece. The Isaiah Simmons for me, because that's, you know, the guy that can play linebacker, can play safety, can play even play corner. Heck, Kormoa can play corner and edge rusher. I don't know anyone who could do that, besides maybe Isaiah Simmons. So, and at 52, yeah, sign me up. Anthony Schwartz is a speedster from Auburn. James Hudson, who needs some more polishing as a lineman, but has that raw power, and you can see the flashes of talent. We're not going to talk about the uh, Peach Bowl game, although it was where Aziz Ojolari pretty much gave him the works. And Tony Fields is a solid linebacker from West Virginia. They heavily improved their defense. They improved their offense with just three players. Schwartz is a solid option. Hudson's going to be a nice backup. And Demetric Felton is kind of a Tavon Austin. He can play running back. He can return kicks. He can play wide receiver. He can do many different things. So they had an A-plus draft. And my favorite pick was Abusu Koromoa. It's hard to not pick anyone else but him. Next, we have the Dallas Cowboys. B. B. A lot of people don't like, and this I also have the advantage right now of doing this after some 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 camps. So, like Nashawn Wright, people are gonna. I'm gonna get to that pick. I promise you. But people are gonna. I, I, he is impressing in camp. I've heard every insider, every coach that has talked about him say he's looking good. He's he's not looking at the guy you saw at Oregon State. He's looking much more polished and refined as a corner, which is perfect. Um, I, I, I just I have this feeling that he's gonna be like this number one shutdown corner in the league, and we're gonna all look dumb for being so pissed off at that pick. Like I think this draft is gonna be better than last year's. And while most people might go, well, that's absurd. How could this draft be better? Last year's draft was like an A. Yes, it was. It was an A. The one pick is Chauncey Golston. I don't know how we're gonna usually use him, but. You got Michael Parsons. I'm going to talk more about the Cowboys because they're my team. Parsons is not the guy I wanted. I can distinctly remember talking to the football coaches at the high school that day. And multiple times that day. Friends, those coaches, anyone. Well, what are the Cowboys going to do, Brady? Corner. Sir Tannerhorn. I don't care. I wanted Sir I wanted Sir Tan a little more. And then as time went on, I wanted Horn a little bit more. So I was, I don't care which one you go with. And they both went 8 and 9. If any of you watched my Facebook live stream, I hope you saw. I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken that we, that we, that we, that we lost sight on those two guys. Parsons is an impact guy. He's going to be kind of a chess piece for our defense. Kelvin Joseph's a guy I love. Keep, boss man fat, keep your head on straight, please. Osa Odigizua, he can plug up the middle. Chauncey Goldston, he can... Do whatever. I don't really know much about him. Deshaun Wright, six foot four. That's all you gotta say. My favorite pick for the Cowboys, by the way, was Jabril Cox. We're at one fifteen. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Jabril Cox is there. And here's, you know, I think it was like Jerry's grandfather, and I'm like, if he does not say Jabril, I, I'm I'm gonna be pissed. I, I'm literally I'm going to be so pissed because he's right there. And you know, Jabril Cox, I'm 
just pumping. I'm, that was our first pick of, de- of, of, that was the first pick after the Nashawn Wright fiasco. It wasn't that I did, okay, and let me, let me say something that a lot of Cowboys fans I think have said. It's not about the player. Nashawn Wright, I think, has a chance to be a good corner. It's the fact that you took him at 99 with my favorite, personal favorite player of the entire draft. If you ought to Mellon Fonwu going right after him. Josh Ball, Simi Fahoko, Quentin Bohanna. Bohanna has impressed. Israel Mukwamu, who's kind of a corner safety, six foot four again. Matt Farniok, who cares? He's seventh round. He's probably going to get cut. <laughs> Sorry, be honest. I like the draft. It's just, uh, I'm very excited to see how it's going to turn out for us. And if I don't stop right now, I'm going to keep going. So I'm going to end it right there. The Broncos. Who took Patrick Sertan, and I was very, very pissed. I threw my hat across the room. I was so pissed. I think I hit my dog. I, I, I literally threw my hat, and I accidentally hit my dog with it on accident. Like, I mean, I was pissed. You know, so sorry, Hershey. You know, but I was completely, utterly mad. They got Javante Williams, Queen Meniers, Baron Browning, Caden Stern, Shamar Johnson. They got a couple good safeties, some good receivers, some running backs, corners. Jonathan Cooper was an excellent pick in round seven. They had a good draft. Broncos get an A. Their best pick was Quinn Meniers from Wisconsin Whitewater. Let the belly free. Love Quinn, love Quinn Meniers just for his, just the belly thing. It was so much funny. So much funny. That, that's the new phrase today. So much, f- so funny. That's what we said. We're just going to be. The Lions, who took Panay Sewell, the smartest pick in the draft, my second best player in the draft, Levi Onwuzuriki. Liam McNeil, and then, of course, they got an A-plus for me, and no one else in the world probably gave them an A-plus. I give them an A-plus because you got your, your next three guys after Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown. Your next four guys after Sewell, Onuzuriki, McNeil, two impact defensive linemen, Melifonwu, who's a six foot two, freakishly athletic corner, and Amon St. Brown, who's an excellent wide receiver from USC. Your next four picks are going to all be starting and be impact players. There's not much more to say about the Lions draft. Favorite player is Milan Fonwu. He was my pet cat. I mean, he was the guy I was crying for the Cowboys to draft. And we didn't, which is going to... Until we see their careers, it's going to hurt every day. I think about it. I don't like... Let me rephrase that. Anytime I think about it, it still kind of hurts because there was a guy I wanted, but okay, you didn't want him. That's cool. The Packers. I give them a pity C+. Isaiah McDuffie, Colvin, you know, uh, Eric Stokes, reach. Josh Myers, reach. Amari Rogers, reach. Royce Newman, reach. Daryl Slayton, not a reach. Margin Charles, not a reach. Everyone else, whatever, their six rounds. Six rounders, who cares? Favorite pick was Shamar Jean Charles, the corner from App State. Look, that draft was just bad. It was. They got Amari Rogers. Woo! Let's all, you know, Josh Myers, yeah! No, that's not cause for celebration. That's cause for concern. And with now Rogers wanting out, the Packers are screwed, and I love it as a Cowboys fan because I don't really like the Packers. The Texans. In the words of Rich Eisen, what is up with that? Davis Mills. Hmm. Oh, I was surprised. 
intrigued. I was, uh, it's funny. Their next two picks were awesome. Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan are the only reason the Texans got a C. They were going to get a D. They got a C because I love Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan. Especially in the fifth round, Brevin Jordan has a steal in the fifth. He's my favorite pick. But Davis Mills, okay. That kind of says to us what you think of Deshaun Watson right about now. The Colts, who pick a guy named Will Fries, the long snapper. Oh, yeah. C. Quiddy Pay is a nice pick. So is an OD. And after that, it kind of went downhill. I'm not even, there's no way point in talking about Sam Ellinger. He's okay in the sixth. But other than that, Deo Ode Ingbo. Okay. It, that's the, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm Quiddy Pay. That's all I'm going to work. That's all I'm going to focus on. Quiddy Pay. Because no one else in that draft is really worth mentioning. Sorry. Um, the Jaguars, A+. Trevor Lawrence, excellent. ETN, excellent. Tyson Campbell, bit of a reach, but still a good pick. Walker Little, excellent, excellent, excellent pick. Andre Sisco, excellent, excellent, excellent. Million excellent picks. J2 Fele. I love every pick after ETN up to Tufele. Tufele is an excellent pick. Cisco was a guy that I loved coming into the draft of Syracuse. Comes out that if he comes out, as long as he comes out the ACL fine, the Jaguars have an excellent starting safety who can ball hawk that who can ball hawk the crap out of the ball. Walker Little was a first round talent. They got him at forty five. Tyson Campbell was a third was a mid late second round talent. They got him at round thirty. They got him at pick thirty three. So it's it was an interesting pick, but it works. Um, my favorite Colts pick was Quiddy Pay. Favorite Texans was Brevin Jordan. I say that. Cisco is my favorite Jaguars pick, if it ain't obvious. So, A plus. Looking at the next draft, which was the Chiefs. They didn't have a bad draft. No, the Chiefs had a pretty good draft. B plus. Favorite pick was Trey Smith. I love Trey Smith. He's the guy I'm talking about. You get a guy who I had as a second round talent. Who had as a early third round talent. You get him at 226. He was in my top. I, he was. I, he slipped because of injuries. But my gosh, the guy can play. And I can't wait till he becomes a starter at Kansas City. And people are going to wish they picked him. Creed Humphrey was also a very nice selection. So was Nick Bolton, a first-round talent at 58. Yes. The fact that I, I actually had him graded above Cordomella, just, just to put that into reference. The fact that he lasted to 58 to me is mind-boggling. So my favorite pick was Trey Smith, but Nick Bolton was very close. But I didn't like Trey Smith so much. Um, the Raiders, they get a B. Wasn't horrible. I love the Leatherwood pick. People are going to hate it. Trevon Morrig was excellent value. If you switch Merrick and Leatherwood, your draft, I think, becomes better because the perception of it is a lot better. Leatherwood was a guy that I had as my like 28th best player. Most people had him in their third round. I had him in the first round. I love Al Crotherwood. I don't need to say this much anymore to my friends. Anyone that knows me knows I love Al Crotherwood. Sorry, that's my chair. The guy's big. He's strong. He's not as slow as everyone says he is. He's going to be a starting tackle. Matt Mayock hit the jackpot with him. Merrick was the fact... I would have loved if Dallas picked him. If Dallas was able to pick him, I would have been jumping through the freaking roof. But he went one pick before us. Story of our life. But 
Divine Diablo, Malcolm Kuntz, well, really good players. I'm talking too fast. They get a B. It was a solid draft. Nothing, I mean, some, some pretty good picks. Some really good picks. The Chargers get an A. The fact they got Asante Samuel, a first-round talent at 47, who I was a guy I would have loved at 44, just uh, for reference. I would have loved Asante Samuel at 44, Dallas, but okay. Rashawn Slater was an excellent pick. So was Josh Palmer, Trey McKitty. Uh, Larry Roundtree was a nice pick. So, uh, you know, it is an A. It's an A for your first four picks. Your first four picks are absolutely outstanding. Uh, Samuel was my favorite. Just, you know, that wasn't obvious. The Rams. The Rams. Rams got a D. 2-2 Atwell? No. Ernest Jones? Okay. Bobby Brown? Yeah. Robert Rochelle? Okay. Jake Funk? Ernest Brown? Jacob Harris? Not excited. 2-2 Atwell was a horrible pick. I'm sorry. He's way too small. I don't like the he's too small argument. He is too small. He is not going to be a good receiver. They're going to wait. They wasted that pick. They should have gone with a linebacker. Nick Bolden was right there on the board. He botched the crap out of that pick. So, Wonderful job, Rams. You get a D plus. My favorite pick was Robert Rochelle. He's a solid pick. Him and Bobby Brown. Okay. Um, they they should have got an F, but those two guys saved it. The Dolphins get an A minus. Liam Eikenberg is my favorite pick in round two. I mean, your first four picks are absolutely excellent. Waddle, Phillips, Holland, Eichenberg. Those are four impact starters. Day one. Um, the Vikings. A lot of picks. B. My favorite pick from the Vikings was Patrick Jones from Pitt. Um, White Davis, Chad Surratt, Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond was a... Woo! The fact, and the fact that Christian Darisol fell to 23, they should be jumping through jumping for joy that that happened. That is an excellent... Excellent, excellent pick. The fact that you got him at 23. I had him at like my 13th best player. I love Derisaw. My favorite pick was Eichenberg. I'm sorry, this is the Vikings. My favorite pick was Patrick Jones. I think in round three at 90, you're getting a second round talent. Uh, the Patriots had an A-plus draft. You snagged two first-rounders in rounds one and two. Mac Jones and Christian Barmore. Ronnie Parkins was an excellent pick at 96. So was Ramondre Stevenson. He's he, Cameron McGrone was absolutely Bill Belichick-esque of being very under the radar. I love Cameron McGrone. What A plus Barmore's the best. Barmore I had is like my 20th best player, and they got him at uh, 38. Yeah, Patriots had an excellent draft. Um, the Saints, they get a C. Wasn't bad. Peyton Turner is such a reach. Pete Warner's okay. Adebo's okay. Ian Book is very interesting. My favorite pick for them was Adebo. He's a complete and utter ball hawk. Was at Stanford. That that his ball skills are his best trait. He just needs more polishing as you know a corner. The Giants. A minus. Kadarius Tony. I love Ojulari. I love Aaron Robinson. I love after that. Rodarius Williams. Ray Brightwell. Two excellent picks in round six. They got more quality over quantity, and I love it. They get uh, Ojolari was their best pick at fifty. Yes, sign me up. I'll take a, a first round talent at fifty simply because he had some injury concerns. The Jets get a B plus. Zach Wilson. I don't agree with trading up for Vera Tucker, but okay. 
Um, Elijah Moore was a solid, was an excellent pick. So was Michael, so was Michael Carter. Michael Carter the second from Duke. The, the corner was a good pick. So was Hamsa Nasruddin from Florida State. That's an excellent pick. I had him as like a third-round guy, and they got him around six. So, and, that's, and I swear that's not, a, that's not a detriment to how I grade. That's just how good some of these players are that people overlooked. Um, my favorite pick for them was Elijah Moore. I think it was everyone's favorite pick. The Eagles traded up with the Cowboys to snag Devonta Smith, Leonard Dickerson, Milton Williams, Zach McPherson was a reach. Kenneth Gainwell was excellent. So was Teron Jackson and Patrick Johnson. Two nice edge rushing picks there late day three. Um, I give the Eagles a minus, much as it pains me. Gainwell is going to be the next great Memphis running back. I mean, there's been so many good Memphis running backs. Tony Pollard, now Antonio Gibson, now Gary, now Kenneth Gainwell gets to be added to that group. Uh, looking at the Steelers, I love Najee Harris. The guy is such a Pittsburgh pick. He's Jerome Bettis, but faster. Kind of. He's Mar- he's like, like Marshawn Lynch. Pat Farmouth was a nice pick. So was Kendrick Green. Buddy Johnson was an excellent pick at round four. Um, my favorite pick was Quincy Roche in round six. I had him as a third-round talent, as a fourth-round talent. They got him in round six again. Edge rusher from Miami. Love it. I like their draft. They got some impact defensive players in Roche and Buddy Johnson. You got offensive weapons in Firemouth and Harris, and a maybe a line starter in Kendrick Green. Beautiful. I, mean, I give it a B. It's a B. It's a good draft. The Niners. Well, we finally got the answer to the question: Who will the Niners take at three? Trey Lance was their guy. Trey Sermon was. Another nice pick in round three. So was Ambry Thomas. But my guy was T- Talanoa Hufanga, the safety from USC. In round five, I had him as, a, again, a third-round talent. He slipped around five. He's a, like, six-foot-two box safety. Dude's big. He can hit hard. He's got pretty good ball skills. He's a little bit clunky in coverage, but I think he's more of a zone. Just kind of sit here and wait for the ball to come to you, wait for a man to come to you. You can hit. Um, and he was my favorite pick, A-minus, for the Niners. I do like Trey Lance, by the way, just for reference. Seahawks get a B minus because I think that they had three nice picks with their only three picks. Dwayne Eskridge is my favorite pick. Trey Brown and Stone Forsyth. Those are three guys that are, I think, could be starters. Forsyth could be a starter, and he's going to kind of have to be because Seattle does not have a good offensive line. The Bucks, The Bucks go Joe Tryon. I didn't like that pick. Kyle Trask, which was a very, very interesting pick. But my favorite is Jalen Darden. Uh, mean Green. Yes, sir. It's where I want to go in North Texas. So, of course, i got to give some love to my man, Jalen Darden. Um, but all I'm going to that school aside, all bias aside, Jalen Darden's a solid receiver. He's burner speed. He's got good size, good hands. He can he's, he needs to increase his route running tree. But so that's a lot of speedy college receivers. So it's not a big problem that I think he can do. Um Robert Hainsey, Kyle Trask, again, K.J. Britt. They had a really nice draft. I give him a B. Um, actually, Scratch had a B plus. Uh, Titans did a B plus. Dylan Radins was their best pick. Um, they picked up Caleb Farley, which I think is a very excellent value pick because of his injury concerns. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Monty Rice, Elijah Molden, Des Fitzpatrick, Rashad Weaver are all really good players. So is Brady Breeze from Oregon. Guy's a big guy's a leader on the defense. He's you know. Good guy in the locker room, but he can also play some good football. I give him B plus. Finally, the final team, 
the football team. My favorite pick was Diami Brown. I didn't agree with the Jamin Davis pick, but okay. As a Cowboys fan, I love it if, if my when my division rivals might waste a pick. Um, although I do like Davis, just I don't think 19 is a very deserving spot. Cost me at 51 is excellent. St. Just is a good pick. John Bates was a nice pick. So was Shaka Tony. So I gave it a B plus. Um, I just don't like. I, I don't think Jamin Davis was the was the best value. I'm gonna take a little break. So I'm gonna pause it here. So it's gonna be like a little cut, and then I'm gonna talk about the scheduling. And hopefully, I don't take that take much too long with that. And we're back from our commercial break. Now to the scheduling. I want to say right now from the start, I do not like the 18 game schedule. I think it is freaking stupid. It is you are increase you are literally saying I don't care about player safety. I care about lining my pockets with more primetime game money. You don't care about the players. Sixteen games in a season is already a lot. Now you want to move to seventeen? They're doing it for two reasons. One, it means more revenue, and the reason it means more revenue is you're gonna have records. They want more records broken. Because what does records broken mean? It means more viewers. My Patriots friend Seth he pointed out to me. You know why they put Brady? against the Pats at, at week four in New England because that they're estimating that if he goes on the pace he was last year, he'll break, I, I don't remember which record he says, it was one of the records in New England. And that's what they want. So clearly they don't care about player safety. They care more about breaking records and lying their pockets for more money. So that's just my, I mean, I love an extra week of football, but I just don't think it's in the player's best interest. That makes sense. Um, week one, uh, Dallas at Tampa Bay, Thursday Night Football kicks off the year. It has to be on that list of top games to watch. So this is our this is Brady's top games to watch each week. I got to pick three games a week. I didn't have to pick three games. I could have picked zero games. I did not though. That's right. My rule was I at first it was gonna be you ha- you you don't have you ha- you have you don't have to pick a game. And I was no, it's kind of dumb. I'm gonna at least pick one game a week. So. Dallas-Tampa Bay, it's kicking off the year. Finally, I can see my Cowboys in action. Then it's Browns at Chiefs, the rematch of that epic divisional championship, divisional round game, and it's two really good teams. Um, the things, other factors I went into was storyline stuff and just games I thought with two good teams that are going to be fun to watch. Especially it, and it, the fact that they're in prime time or not makes a difference because like, there were some games where I'm like, that's going to be a good game, but it's not in prime time, so it does not make my cut. Um, Bills at Dolphins. Week two, we build the Dolphins gonna be a good game. Titans at Seahawks is gonna be an excellent game, but Chiefs at Ravens on Sunday night football, that's gonna be a, an excellent game. Uh, three Colts at Titans, you know, uh, it, I'm trying to make sure I get all the storyline and stuff too. Um, three the Titans Seahawks, that's gonna be a fun. This is gonna be a good game. Um, Colts at Titans, I just think it's gonna be good. I just think it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be an excellent game. Uh, the Packers at the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers. If he's traded, and now he's not gonna trade to San Fran now. But he's gonna be facing that he could face the team that stiffed him all those years ago. He never forgets that Sunday night football. And then Monday night football is um, Eagles at Dallas. I'm sorry, but on Monday night, Eagles at Dallas is always a fun rivalry game to watch for the fans. Week four, Jaguars at Bengals. The battle of the of the last two number one overall picks, Burrow is hosting Lawrence. That is gonna be one hell of a game. 
Um, and the second game is Buccaneers at Patriots. That's going to be an even better game. By the way, it was Jaguars at Bengals. It's Thursday night football. Bucks at Pats is Sunday night football. It's Brady returning to New England to face. This is like Darth Vader if he returned to face the Emperor. That's what they're like. So this is that's, that's going to be just such a story-driven game. I've over under they mentioned Brady and Belichick ten times in that game. I'm gonna take the over on that one. Week five, Sunday night football, you've got Bills at Chiefs, rematch of the AFC conference championship, and Bears at Raiders. No reason. Oh, sorry, there's reason. I'm like, why am I have that? Oh yeah. Khalil Mack returns to the Raiders and he faces them. The team that traded him away. Week six, Bills at Titans. Rematch of, I not a rematch, just going to be a one heck of a game. Dallas at New England, that's going to be another good game. I'm sorry, that's going to be an excellent game. Ignore this, hold on. And then Cardinals at Browns, no reason. Just think that's going to be an excellent game. And, and if I miss a storyline, that's okay. Week 7, I'm going to try to do the Week 7, Detroit at Rams. That's the Stafford versus Golf game. I'm going to be glued to that game if I can. And Bears at Bucks. This can be the rematch of the, you know, the, oh, there's four downs. Oh, Tom Brady can't remember how many downs there are in the drive. Uh, the next week eight is Steelers at Ravens. Uh, sorry, Steelers at Browns. Rivalry game, rematch of that playoff game. That was horrible for the Steelers. Um, Packers at Arizona. That's just going to be a good game. No, no, no story. No, nothing. Just, just, just two good teams. As long as uh, Rodgers isn't traded. But just two good teams duking it out. That's what I believe. And I love that in, in a game. Um, week... Crap. Sorry that I was... Ignore this. I'm going to try and talk over this. So, week nine is Patriots at Carolina. Um, that's If Cam is still playing, that could be Cam Newton's return to Carolina. That's going to be a good game. Uh, week 10 is the Chiefs at the Raiders. That's just rivalry games on Sunday Night Football. Oh, Packers-Arizona is Thursday night, by the way. I didn't mention that one. Um, Bucks, this is back week 10 now. Bucks at Washington, rematch of that uh, wild card game. And then Falcons at Dallas, re- Dan Quinn faces his old team. And a rematch of the they, don't know the, they don't know the rules of an onside kick. So, yeah. Then a couple weeks of primetime matchups are going to be good. Week 11 features a Thursday night matchup of Patriots at Atlanta. That's rematch of the Super Bowl. Um, it also features on Monday night, Giants at Bucks. Tom Brady facing the team that kicked his butt all those years in the Super Bowl. Ha ha to all you Patriots fans. And then week, and then the final game is Niners at Jags. Um, that'll be a battle of Lance and Lawrence. You know, just some fun draft stuff there. Week 12 is Thanksgiving Raiders at Dallas Thursday night. That'll always Dallas will always get a must game, a must see game on Thanksgiving. Um, Browns play Baltimore, a rematch of probably the best game last year. That'll be on Sunday Night Football and Seattle at Washington. That's just going to be a good game on Monday Night Football. That's going to be one heck of a game. You're going to see the defensive line of Washington chasing around Russell Wilson. Week 13, you have the Cowboys at Saints. It's a rematch of Thursday Night Football. Week 13, same week from three years ago when we demoralized the Saints in that 2018 
um, week 13 Thursday night football game um, when the defense pretty much showed that they were the real deal that year. I will never, it's still probably the greatest game I've ever seen as a Cowboys fan. I loved that game so much. Because they were, the, the Saints had won like, had lost like one game that year, and we beat them. And that was such a fun game. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, Patriots at Bills. Just, why not? Monday Night Football, division rivals. Yeah. Uh, week 14, Bills at Tampa. Tom Brady faces the team. He, I mean, like, bent over and you know what them for so many years. Uh, Bears face the Packers and on Sunday night. That's just, you know, rivalry, Bears-Packers. And then Ravens at Browns, rivalry. Again, those two games, same teams. That is going to be another good game. Um, 15 is Sunday night football, Saints, Bucks. Just can be just Jameis Winston faces his team on in Sunday night primetime. Uh, then Packers at Ravens. I don't think there's got I guess no storyline in that game. I guess I thought there was a storyline there. There's not, but it's still just gonna be a good game. Um Jags at Jets, that's the battle of the number one and two overall picks this year. Wilson and Lawrence. Uh Browns and Packers on Saturday Saturday football. Browns, Packers, that's just going to be a good game. It's Saturday night. I think it's Saturday night. Just, why not? Uh, then Washington at Dallas, always a fun game in Sunday night primetime. Uh, then you look at week 17, Browns at Steelers, rivalry game. Jets at Bucks, Tom Brady facing the Jets. It's just Zach Wilson, the new guy facing him. And then 18, the week that should never happen. Seahawks at Cardinals, rivalry game. Bengals at Browns, rivalry game. And Steelers at Ravens. And the reason those games are there is because this is the last week of the season, especially with the Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. One of those teams could be playing a spoiler and probably will be playing spoiler that week. Seahawks-Cardinals is just division matchup of two good divisional teams that could be battling for the division that week. But that's why the Bengals, like let's say the Browns and the Ravens are both tied or one game ahead of each other, or whatever, then that those two games become super pivotal. That's why I'm thinking ahead. I'm a visionary. So, I'm sorry that I talked really fast. I don't know why I got nervous for this episode. I guess I am. I don't know why. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm talking to uh, a microphone. So, that'll wrap up this episode. I'm, again, very, very sorry for the delay on this one, but I finally got around to it. So I hope you guys and hope everyone that's listening to this enjoyed it. Um, I will say the so a baseball podcast will be coming out shortly, and let me give you a rundown of the topics that will be covered in that episode. Tony La Russa and what's going on in Chicago. The three o swinging on a three o count and bat flips. Jacob Degrom, the Giant, Shohei Otani, Adolis Garcia, and the Texas Rangers. That'll be that's a short list of kind of some stuff I'll be covering in that episode of uh, the Triple Crown podcast. But if this is the X of the nose, we talk football here. I hope that y'all, enjoy, again, hope you enjoyed this. Um, hope the new microphone is continuing to work out. This should be uploaded today. Today is Friday, May the 21st. Um, fo- a new football one will be coming out. Lord knows when. Because no football news. So the football podcast might be on hold for a couple months here. So this could be the last episode. If it is, I'll see you guys next season. See you later.